0: Coming up on the WAC Podcast, basketball practice has started. We'll talk little hoops, but then we're going to get into soccer and volleyball as men's women's soccer in conference play, volleyball also in conference play. We're going to have Jess Radford come on, talk a little women's soccer and volleyball. And then we're going to have Nate Dalekon, the head men's soccer coach at Seattle U, coming off their big win over Washington. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast.
1: No, 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 no. This WAC podcast is brought to you by our friends at University Credit Union, the official financial institution partner of the Western Athletic Conference. Dun, dun, dun. We're back for another fantastic episode of the WAC podcast. E. is. how are we doing today?
0: Doing very well. Thank you so much. I mean, it's. There's a lot to be thankful for in the world, right? Uh, but uh, thankful to be doing the whack podcast most of all. How how is was your week? I mean, what what did you have going on? I don't even know. It's Tuesday, right?
1: I uh, know. It feels like everything's just so been we, we, flying by. Thanks. We've just been meetings, meetings, work, interviews, packages, content, everything.
0: Whoosh. And now it's now it's. A, believe it or not, and I mentioned this in the in the open. First day of basketball practice, went into Marlon Edge's office and asked him about how this works. Because if you remember, like back in the day, this may have been before your time, like October 15th was the first day of of basketball practice. Ah. And that is when everybody did their Midnight Madness. It was like everybody started on the same day. Now it's 42 days before the first competition. Oh. So the first competition of basketball gets underway November 6th, so...
1: Two days after my mom's birthday. I mean, that's what it said.
0: That's what it said. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it said on the uh, calendar here. Two days after Kendra's mom's birthday. That's right. Um, Also my brother's birthday. Wow. I mean, if we want to go down that route. I mean, let's do it. We might as well. We might as well. So uh, if you look at our social media uh, schools, we have some basketball practice already on there.
1: Love it. Love it. And you know what that means? Basketball practice starting up. That means the WAC Basketball Preview Show, previously known as Media Days, is here in less than a month's time. We're going to get to talk to all 11 of our head men's and women's coaches and up to two players as well, airing on ESPN+. October 16th and 17th. That's a Monday, Tuesday. Women go first this year as the men went first last year. Flip it around. And uh, that's going to be an exciting one.
0: And that's going to be 22 head coaches because 11. 11, 11. And then how many student athletes are going to be done? I
1: mean, forty. yeah, it's going to be crazy. Brian Thornton. Brian Thornton. Drew Spiro.
0: Ken Pomeroy. Ken Pomeroy. Special guests. Special guests.
1: You got to keep following us to find out all of the craziness that's going to be going on.
0: And that also include, uh, before that, we're going to have the uh, basketball preview um, rankings from the coaches. Correct. uh, The preseason players of the year, if you will, as well. So a lot to look forward to there. Our first championship will be coming up right after that. And that will be cross country. That's happening October 27th, Abilene, Texas. Be there, be square. You're going to be square. (laughs) CBU once again uh, ranked regionally in cross country.
1: Yeah, California Baptist uh has just really set the tone for their program for years now. They've been they've been a perennial powerhouse. Right now they are sitting it's a very confusing
0: list. Number 1 number... America, <laughs> on the men's side in the West region. They were number 4. They have uh, jumped over Stanford. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Gonzaga, Portland, University of Washington, Cal Poly. Number six, number seven's Oregon. That's crazy. And Oregon was beat Colorado on the football field, on the uh, cross country field. Right now, they're number seven. CBU number one in the West region.
1: And then the women. The women pick up number three in the West region. Stanford and Washington, one and two above them. Oregon four, Portland five, Boise State, Oregon State round out a few more of those, but that's really impressive for California Baptist. Uh, You know, they've always just been able to recruit and bring top-notch talents out to uh, the Los Angeles region.
0: Riverside, California, if you will. Flex Friday. We had another one uh, this past week, Seattle youth softball. We're starting to get into some of the spring sports. They're back and they're better than ever. And they were working out, working hard, first workout of the year as it turns out we had from seattle u as they are in the block system the quarter system yes so they just got back into school so they're student athletes getting back into school getting back into lifting weights and this week Stephen f austin will be our featured team their baseball team on our flex friday lack strength brought to you by hercules tires they went out and, and shout out to the folks at Stephen f austin They went out 6 a.m. Wow. Morning for to get workout footage.
1: Wow. Now that is just uh, work ethic unmatched. Of course, our friends over at Stephen F. Austin always doing a great job and getting us the content we need. Let me tell you a life hack. Friday morning. Take that Flex Friday. Put it in your AirPods. Turn up the music. And just watch it. Drink a little pre-workout, and you are ready, fired up to go to the gym.
0: It's only thirty seconds.
1: It's only thirty. Watch, I repeat, because it's <laughs> so good, you have to watch it on repeat.
0: I can, you know, it is. It's, it's that good that you, it would just fire you up. Or if you happen to have a home gym available, or in your apartment complex, yes, if you, if you will, if you, you will, don't even have to get in the car.
1: And even better, even better. How about our very own Brian Thornton? addressing a leadership group this week it was on sunday our commissioner talking a little bit about his story you were there firsthand and we'll have this great story that we'll release we'll put together the best bits so that you can watch it and learn his story and uh you know some of the the questions that student athletes were asking him very important and really really cool thing that our commissioner did
0: yeah very interesting to hear that and the student athletes, uh, part of our SAC group uh, led by Marlon Edge, who, who I've referenced now twice. And so I know. And Marlon,
1: shout out, three times.
0: They also uh, had some other student athletes on there asking Brian questions about his his uh, road from being a student athlete to commissioner of the WAC. And it was a coach for a number of years, got out of uh, collegiate athletics for a short time, uh, talked about his injury that, that he suffered as a student-athlete, as he was an excellent basketball player at Vanderbilt and then Xavier, and what was, you know, one of those guys that was going to get invited to a camp, might not get drafted, but was certainly on, on the road to be in a camp probably, you know, in, in the Vegas Summer League type of player, maybe get a shot, you know, you you never know what's going to happen there, and and broke his leg and and knew at that point, hey, my, my NBA dreams are probably dashed. So very interesting to hear some of that. I don't know how much we're going to be able to get within the package but uh you'll definitely want to look out for that
1: absolutely another thing you want to look out for whack all access this week standing by every thursday every thursday without without fail. fail potentially a wednesday this week with Lacey fox utah tech their soccer team is playing on thursday might grab her on wednesday she was last week's player of the week so uh we'll see how Lacey fox is doing and the utah tech trailblazers we'll get
0: more into women's soccer when we have jessica radford on set here but i uh, do know they will be playing california baptist and grand canyon this tough. week. so a couple tough games for utah Tech. So that'll be very interesting to hear your conversation with her and look forward to that we'll take a quick break when we come back we'll talk black men's soccer on the black podcast don't
1: go anywhere
0: Da-na-na-na-na. Black men's soccer conference play starts this week. We do have one non-conference matchup happening on Wednesday night. Great Cannon visiting SMU, one of the top teams in the country, before they start their conference play. Then it is uh, some very interesting matchups. We talked about this with Tony Jones last week, Kendra, that I believe there's only eight conference games per team so each uh, matchup means that much more
1: it certainly does and the the slate is wiped clean starting conference play as as we did break down last week a lot of teams they wouldn't expect sitting at the bottom of the standings well none of that matters if you can't do it in conference play so that'll be exciting specifically looking at air force o and 8 currently haven't gotten their first win of the season but do not let that tell you that they might not make a spot in the WAC tournament because there is a pretty good chance with what their team is able to do. Well, you never know, but they could. That was a whole bunch of rambling. Yeah,
0: they're 08 and 1 now. Yeah. So they did get a it's tie true. their last uh, match up there, and they will be at San Jose State and at Seattle U. So, a very tough way to start conference play for the Falcons. Seattle U, you're going to talk to head coach Nate Dalakon coming up in segment number three they uh will host utah valley and also air force as we just mentioned so seattle u right now non conference play had a had a very good stretch including a big win over washington
1: that's right they got whacked uh that's washington did, washington did yeah. yes yes washington gets whacked they you know seattle u also whacked oregon state they tied 14th ranked uh denver i believe and yes. so They're having themselves a pretty good season, but of course it means nothing if you can't do it in conference play. It was a great conversation that we had with Nate Dallacon. Looking forward to you all getting a chance to hear that because Seattle, U has one of the players of the week. He earns his second conference offensive player of the week award. Um, You know, he, he found a pair of go ahead goals. He has six on the season right now. James Morris.
0: Okay. Great. Yeah.
1: I said James Morris at the beginning. Yes.
0: (laughs) I wasn't wasn't, wasn't paying attention.
1: (laughs) James Morris, James Morris, James Morris is our offensive player of the week. Yes, so he's on six goals. Ticket smarter. James Morris is our ticket smarter player of the week. Offensive player of the week. Anywho, he gets three goals, essentially. He gets a pair of go-ahead goals against Denver. Looks like it was 19th ranked, so my bad on the 14th ranked. Maybe they were 14th at one time. And then the go-ahead penalty kick in their win over the 20th-ranked Washington. So that's three goals in a week, six total, three assists on the year. He is just having himself a career opportunity here.
0: Then we have our Ticket Smarter Defensive Player of the Week from Grand Canyon University.
1: Absolutely. That is Uriel Diaz-Losa the sophomore defender, really contributing the back line in the 3-1 non-conference win against Houston Christian. He also was credited with an assist on the opening goal that uh, helps limit the Huskies to just four shots
0: on frame. UNLV also picking up a big win at Tulsa, uh, their first home loss that Tulsa had the Golden Hurricane since 2019. Ooh. And they get our goalkeeper of the week
1: goalkeeper my specialty you know it. the freshman in his rookie campaign Hugo Limos, first career victory two to one win he made four saves over 70 minutes of action and uh, that's that's really exciting a freshman goalkeeper it's always rough um, I think when you transition from high school to college and so to see him you know start to have some success build some confidence and looking forward to seeing what he can accomplish this season as we'll follow him closely
0: so some big matchups this week. We touched on uh, Seattle, their home games that they have coming up. Uh, UTRGV be hosting UNLV and Utah Tech. San Jose State Air Force and Utah Valley. California Baptist Grand Canyon on Sunday. That's one I've circled as uh, one that we would want to watch this week as uh, we're going to have our uh, administrators from the WAC will be meeting at CBU, and that's that's part of the uh, things they can watch is, is – uh, that particular big soccer matchup
1: i believe that they should most definitely watch that one it'll be a great test to see where these programs are right now head to head toe to toe
0: we love to see it coming up next we're gonna have jess radford come in and talk some volleyball and women's soccer you're listening to the whack podcast stay with us
2: it's jess
0: welcome back to the whack podcast eric danner Kendra Sheehan, Jess Radford joining us. We talked in our first segment, Jess, you weren't here, but about what we did this weekend. I went to HEB. Kendra couldn't remember. (laughs) You went to see the Queen Bee, I believe.
2: Queen Bee, baby. Beyonce. Oh my gosh. Loved her. Very first Beyonce concert I've ever been to. So it was so good to finally see her because, you know, I think it's about time for her to retire almost. whoa beyonce did you hear that i say i really just think thinks might, you need to retire i really think she might you know you're take old a, no <laughs> what? Might take a, tour, i feel like it's a lot on you like you're singing and you're dancing every single night Not okay, let retire, me, okay
0: like the, the rolling stones are still touring and they're like 80 years old
2: but did they take a break they,
0: do they,
1: they dance like beyonce dances
2: break. beyonce dance
0: I mean, you're calling for her retirement. No,
2: I'm just saying, I wanted to see her before she retires. Okay, maybe I didn't say that. I right, mean, this isn't but...
0: Tom Brady playing the NFL at age 45. I mean, sure is not. You can be a touring artist. Yeah, but for... you
2: can't do, you can't dance as hard, you know? I saw
0: B.B. Like... King, you know, B.B. King, the guitar player? Yeah. Before he died, I think he was 85 years old. Was he dancing? In concert. No, he's sitting on a chair. Yeah, see? But he could still play that. but
2: I I gotta see all of the elements. I gotta see the singing, Fair the enough. dancing, the aesthetically pleasing, the visuals. I gotta see it all in one package. Blue Ivy, yes! the daughter. Oh. oh my gosh.
0: But you did not see Megan the style. No,
2: I did not. I missed out she
1: on that. She was at the one.
0: Houston show. Uh,
2: I saw that.
1: I was gonna actually ask you if she was there. Now I, I know. Sh-
2: I feel like she should have came to Dallas, but I mean a Houston high that far. Gotta come out to Houston though. Gotta it was just, it was a well, buzz.
0: I'll take D F dub over Houston. Well, uh, hot take,
2: hot take, hot take, not take. I don't know. My feet and my legs and my cast were hurting from cowboy boots. So I don't recommend standing or walking very long in cowboy boots because they hurt. Hot
0: take. Hot, hot take.
2: take. Real you bad. didn't know. Now you know. <laughs> but you know who else? Feet and cast are probably hurting all of these <laughs> soccer and volleyball Ooh. players. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so we have women's soccer to start with we had our first week of conference play sure. what are some of your takeaways from from the first week we we saw you and I have talked about a big matchup that we had between Utah Valley and Grand Canyon
2: yes insane matchup actually which shut out by Utah <laughs> Valley really good game by them um I don't know about if I, if I can say it. very surprising I feel like you know I feel like would have been more of a battle I've even saw like the releases that um I think it was on Utah Valley's page that you know, or even Grand Canyon. Chris Sissel said, you know, like their offense just wasn't there. You know, Chris Sissel,
0: friend of the program of of our program, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Chris (laughs) Sissel,
2: coach, Chris Sissel. but I just, you know, not that they were. What? Am I missing something? Uh, Uh,
1: This is just Danner.
0: uh, Chris Sissel and I, we just, we just vibe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ask him about it. No, I'm just kidding. You'll, no. you'll see at
0: the, at the soccer tournament. You'll
1: see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, but
0: anyway, yeah, Kendra's looking up the uh, information here. So
1: <laughs> what actually is happening here is I'm not because I'm not finding it because our Weefy is working real uh-huh. slow today. Shut up. So sorry, Dave, we're having troubles here. The
2: shade is imaginary.
0: Okay. So uh, <laughs> Utah Valley, big win over Grand Canyon. Utah Valley also tied California yes. Baptist now in the preseason polls, California Baptist, not as high up in the rankings there, but to come away with a tie against Utah Valley and they're hosting the tournament. Yes. A couple of pretty good signs for the Lancers.
2: Yes. Very. I think the, you know, the cars are on their side in this one. Um, if you just keep continuing to play that well to tie with the number one, who's predicted to be, you know, number one in our conference right now, especially the very first well weekend of conference play is, Insane, so shout out to them on that one. Um, so momentum is definitely on their side if they keep going. We might see UVU and uh CBU back at it again.
0: So CBU, UVU both starting 1-0 and one. Tarleton State also 1-0 and one to start the year. And the Texans that they'll be looking to perhaps make their first ever WAC women's soccer tournament.
2: Oh, yeah, News oh. <laughs> to me. Okay. Oh i mean childhood is doing good in both soccer and volleyball right now so i'm just i was a little shocked by the information about soccer so yeah
0: they tied stephen f or yes stephen f austin and then beat UTRGV. so it's a big win for them both those matches on the road and they they will play their rival abilene christian october 1st at acu
1: that should be a good one because acu is also one one and one so you know that'll be a a nice challenge (laughs)
0: <laughs> How about our Ticket Smarter uh, Players of the Week? Uh, we had CBU, we just mentioned Kaylee Houck picks up our Offensive Player of the Week.
2: Yes, one goal against Seattle U. I think that was the game winner for that one, and then she's the one who tied it against um, Utah Valley. So very good weekend for her. Defense, Sydney Bushman.
0: Utah Valley yes. shutting out a very high-powered Grand Canyon offense. So Sydney Bushman. Uh, who anchored the Utah Valley defense uh, to a one one record wow. last week. Just play, coming off the top of my head here. <laughs> yeah. She played center back, helped limit California Baptist and Grand Canyon offenses to one goal and only seven shots. So very good, great defensive effort by Utah Valley this week.
2: Yes, and then CJ Graham just, you know, Boom. held it in there. You know, that is like – isn't that just – Goalkeepers, you know, they win games. Built different. Built <laughs> different. I don't know if you guys know. Without goalkeepers, I feel like. Because, you know, people just score you.
1: I mean, what happens is your defense needs to do it all. And there can be one to three breakdowns. And in those one to three breakdowns, your goalkeeper needs to step up and make the save. Because defense is not going to be able to stop every ball. Maybe they can limit the angle, the the shot power, anything they can do. but one to three will get through and those are the ones you need to step up and make a big save if it's your defense isn't playing as good for you know now, seven then you need to make those plays and that just separates you but you need to be able to make one to three
0: now did you grow up playing goalkeeper all, the, or were you a forward and then they decided hey how about you You, you play goal
1: actually that's a great question what happened was just this i don't like to run So what better place not to run than in a box? Yeah. Actually, I was pretty fast. But then one day as I was on the team coached by my father, the goal getters, we made our own shirts, goal getters. The O was a soccer ball. We got the letters from Hobby Lobby and ironed them on and they were purple. I stepped up and I went in goal and I blocked a ball with my face. It went right at my head. I fell over. My dad's like, oh my God, everyone's on the field. I get up and I'm like, I'm good. And my dad's like, that's when I knew the toughness, the grittiness to be a goalkeeper. And ever since then, I mean, that writes history. This I'm very on brand. I know.
0: Future yeah. <laughs> a club soccer player. Right future there.
1: High school varsity player. <laughs> club as well.
0: <laughs> now I was it, it, for whatever you, you mentioned that you're fast. So this was like a Topic of conversation at one of our championships last year. So, varying, I make it a left turn here, a right turn. Okay. Uh, and the, the conversation became, and you've been in the office maybe long enough, Jessica, to have an opinion on this. If we had a 40 yard dash Ooh. in oh, the I'm, office, I'm whooping her butt. Who who wins? Whoa. Are you beating? Fighting words. Are you beating Drew Spira? Are you, are you beating,
1: beating Brian
0: Thornton? He's right? a long, long strider. You know, they probably
1: pull a hamstring. Um,
2: I'm winning already. <laughs>
0: so so you're saying everybody all all people see is the back of your head mm-hmm. during this right I'm, I'm not i'm sitting out because i will pull a hamstring or tear a knee ligament oh. <laughs> workers comp um uh, perhaps a uh, torn achilles
1: oh my god uh, something see, like don't that. need you on crutches
2: you're not supposed to put that that's bad that's take like, it back because then if it happens it's like you, you smoke it into existence you know you're supposed to just be positive. I don't think
0: that happens all the time.
2: Majority of the time,
0: I'm hoping it does. If you say that, <laughs> <laughs> us as well. So, so, Kendra, you you think it's it's like a no brainer?
1: I mean, like I'm that? I'm I'm almost I'm not hurt, but I just feel underestimated. I think you know also a
2: football field. We gotta, yeah. I'm down for a forty yard dash. You know,
1: I've I've been running a mile
0: every other week. So, so,
2: so. <laughs> I've been in the gym 3,000 a week, so get at me. Come on.
0: So if it's a distance race.
2: Eyelashes falling
0: off. <laughs> it could be a different story. A good distance runner as well. Oh, are we talking about like? Like a mile. Let's oh, say. No. How about a 5K? Three.
2: Yeah, let's do a 5K. Were just talking about today how people who run marathons for fun are great. What? I didn't
1: say anything <laughs> about a 5K, though. <laughs> That's only three miles, 3.1. Marathon's
0: a lot. 26. Well, actually, you're, you're going to be in nice. St. George. When
1: there is that. a literal marathon going on, yeah. I might just hop in and say, you know what, what the heck?
0: Let's just, right, just run 12, three hours 12, straight. You're on the 12 mile mark. And just... yeah.
2: Go get
1: I'm going to get on the 20 mile mark <laughs> and that's where I'll start so I can cross the finish line. Thank you, St. George, hey, for well. having
0: me. All <laughs> right, me. back. Uh, so speaking of uh, Utah Tech and St. George, uh, they do play California Baptist Grand Canyon in women's soccer this week. So the, those two teams will play Southern Utah, Utah Tech. Boy, CBU, GCU, that's, that's a tough couple Ooh, of teams yeah. coming in.
2: That one's going to be a really good game. Even I feel like Utah Tech is going to put up a good fight against California Baptist. So that game in itself should be really good, too.
0: Utah Valley will be hosting Stephen F. Austin and UTRGV also this week. Volleyball. volleyball also, volleyball, we had volleyball. conference play get started. And one of our, oh, I should uh, put a bow on women's soccer, Annie Jensen. Shout out to her. Ani Jensen. Annie. Our whack top play, fantastic goal. was Against Seattle U uh, in that victory there. Upper 90.
2: Upper 90. Wasn't that like far away too? I, a good, I, I believe it's outside the
0: box. I think it was a 20 yard uh, kick, if I remember the script correctly. A 20 yard strike. yeah A bullet through the air. If you will. And then uh, in volleyball, we had a great play player went up blocked the ball i don't Locked know if you've seen that the ball
2: a solo block on the right side no help from the middle great job by her oh that brings back memories it's nothing nothing feels better when you you feel it you feel it you go you do your footwork come up boom you just uh man and you come down and you cheer oh my gosh nothing's greater wow. like that feeling i just like uh Really, I'm living in real time right yeah. now.
0: <laughs> Reliving the one time she got a block.
2: <laughs>
1: oh cool. my goodness, shots are being fired. I feel like I'm in the middle. I want to step out. You guys carry on.
0: <laughs>
1: my goodness. Let's pull up Jessica Radford's stats. First off, don't do that. Let's...
0: <laughs> we'll keep it here. Oh my god. Okay, so volleyball, we had our first week of conference by Stephen F. Austin. They are playing really well. Right
2: really now. well. But I was very surprised about Fresh Off the Gate. How about a competitive weekend for UTRGV, UTA, Stephen F. Austin, all playing each other? Yeah. Some of the top teams in our league. And fresh off the gate, right up. You're playing. Yeah. I know that was a competitive weekend for sure, but SFA is killing the game right now. Just uh they have so many just stacked roster right now. Elon Bradley leading the charge for SFA, dominated in kills. Then you have Isabella Ortez at the block, just blocking everybody at the block, at the net, just mm-hmm. blocking everybody. It's just like, you can't even get a kill through her at this point. I think she's like... She's only
0: a sophomore. She was a true freshman last year. Oh,
2: that's even better. A couple more years still at yeah. SFA for her. And then Haley Hong. Oh my gosh, not letting a ball drop. Right, Literally leading the and digs right now.
0: And those were two key players, Bradley and Hong, coming back for Coach Debbie Humphrey uh, as far as you know, these had a lot of senior leadership. They went to the NCAA's last year. So it was key to have both of those players back. Uh Tanisha jo- Joseph. Is that yeah? That was the player that did the block. Yeah, shut up. Break but but I think this is the second time she's been on Wack Top play this year as a volleyball player where we don't always see a lot of volleyball plays. We saw the kick uh what, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes. Yeah. That
2: was so, from the outside though. That was outside.
0: But yeah. I mean they they're just they're a highlight machine and they are tough to beat right now. And who did they got this week?
1: That's such a great question. You want to know who they got this week? I'll tell you. I'll do it at Utah Valley at Seattle U.
0: So, getting a chance to see the Wolverines where the WAC volleyball tournament will be this year. Again, it's early, but I'd say safe to say SFA probably going to be one of those eight teams in that tournament. So, they get a chance to play at altitude a little bit at Utah Valley and Orem. And oh. then Seattle U. That is that. That's a that's a sneaky tough road trip because such a long distance between Salt Lake and Seattle uh, when you're traveling.
2: Oh, for sure. But you have two days in between. That's good. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm one day. Of yeah. Thursday. Yeah, I'm thinking of um, who is soccer. It? No, I soccer think this... has two days in between. Yes, but I'm also thinking about Utah Tech. I think they play Thursday, but then they don't play until Monday.
0: Oh, um, yeah. scheduling. So good. This yeah. this segment is just awesome. <laughs>
2: Anywho, <laughs> anyways, California Baptist is still up there. We have a four-way tie for first place right now for wax standards. So California,
0: you, by the yes. way, seven wins in a row.
2: Yes. Does it get that's better? That's like than a, a, a all-time high for them. Not an all-time high, but, you know, one of the highest that they had. I'm not really sure. No,
0: they've been pretty solid the, the last few years. I mean, a couple big wins at Utah Tech, at Southern Utah. Now they get to be at home against Tarleton and Abilene Christian. Grand Canyon, also starting off 2-0, uh, Claire Mitchell. Don't know if you've had a chance to see her yet. That's what I mentioned to you that just a different kind of volleyball player. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the former ballerina. Uh, they will also be playing Abilene and Tarleton. So when you go on the road and you have to play CBU and GCU, that, that's a pretty tough road trip.
2: Very tough
1: one. Sure is. Look at this. I mean... Number two in our conference right now, win streak seven. Number three in our conference, Grand Canyon, win streak five. Tarleton State, number four right now in our rankings, win streak of six.
0: Well, technically, they're all number one because they're all two and out.
1: All right. Well, Well, we've been having some really good hot streaks lately. (laughs) Technicalities. (laughs) I'm out. I'm dropping the mic. You guys can finish.
0: (laughs) Well, Speaking of dropping the mic, how about our video we made last week? Oh, Marlon Edge with the drip mic drop.
2: Yes, oh my gosh, that morning was so fun! Very good vibe. September 21st,
0: do you remember?
2: Great vibe.
1: I
0: saw we, we got, I think, 250 views on uh, TikTok.
1: We had f- over 450 likes on IG,
2: 8200 views on Instagram. Wow, went viral. Viral, I'm scared of us. Scared, we can only but go. How up come it didn't
0: do it on TikTok?
2: TikTok is weird. They're ugly.
1: I did not hashtag September 21, which was a critical error that I will take account for here and no one else repeat it. I did September. I did September. I did 21, but I did not hashtag them did together. You do
0: apps? Did you do I did
1: literally everything else. Hashtag staff. <laughs> hashtag fun. Hashtag, hashtag funny.
2: Lunch. Hashtag happy. Hashtag dance. Hashtag jive. <laughs> I feel like after a while, the hashtag.
0: Oh, is this a good place to tell my Philip Bailey story? No. (laughs) No. Okay. Well, that being said, uh, thank you, Jess, for joining (laughs) us here on the WAC Podcast. When we come back, uh, we're going to have a special guest, Nate Dalacon, as Kendra sits down with the Seattle U men's soccer coach and gets some insight about him taking over for the legend, Pete Fewing. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Don't
1: miss it don't miss out. Peace out guys. It's just. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. I'm Kendra Sheehan. Now joined by Seattle U men's soccer head coach Nate Delicon Just coming off a massive win over number 20 ranked Washington. I know this is a big in-state rivalry. It's also named the Fewing Cup. Now in honor of the former head coach Pete Fewing, who you have coached under and known for quite some time. Walk us through what that win was like for the program and and, and getting this team geared up and ready for conference play.
3: Yeah I think um, you know is uh, the atmosphere was great. I mean I think we had 1800s and you know our stadium's small so it was pretty intimate and you know when, uh, when people are all around the fields it's you know the atmosphere is electric and um, you know, it was great for the for the players as well because they did a did a great job with the game plan on what we wanted to do. And you know, being a in state rivalry, it's one of those areas where they play with each other on you know, summer teams or have played with each other on club teams. So it's always uh, it's always good to to get the upper hand there. So,
1: and of course, newly named the Fewing Cup uh what was Pete Fewing in attendance there did you see him was he at his own,
3: own yes yeah he was he was there and uh he was in there we have a VIP tent so he was there with a lot of past players and um people around the the soccer community and was able to say yeah, i mean it was a, got a little bit uh, hectic at the end in terms of you know students rushing the field <laughs> and like so I, I briefly said hello to him uh after the game but uh but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great, great team win and and really happy for the guys. So.
1: I've heard when I spoke with uh, James Morris last week that he's in attendance to, to most of the home games. I know as you coached under him. How, how much interaction do you guys have during the season? Is it still, you know, is helping guide you with anything? Or kind of like, hey, look, take the reins. I'm done. You got this. Lead my program to success. Or not his no.
3: Yeah, no, I think um, we yeah. talk um, often and, you know, he stops by training at times or he'll stop by the office. And so, um, you know, he's always welcome. And it's great to to kind of chat with him about, you know, things and um, how to how to improve things as well. So.
1: I don't think we ever really really got to chat about, you know, your, your change in becoming a head coach, formerly the associate head coach for you. What has been unexpected in terms of new responsibilities or things that you didn't necessarily have to handle and now you got to do a lot more and manage a lot more things as head coach.
3: Yeah, I think um the one thing is y- you have to delegate some things now. So, you know, as an assistant you're used to to doing a lot of things and wearing a lot of hats and now um it's more you know, I'm not taking every training session or you know, you're you're kind of giving the assistants a little bit more responsibility as well. So, um, and so that's been a big change for me, um, for sure. Um, And, you know, I think the, you know, you have to make decisions too. And at the end of the day, you know, as an assistant, you give your, you know, give your input and, um, but now those decisions stop with you. So um, I think those are, you, you take a lot of input from the staff, which has been great. Um, and, um, then kind of work to, to make a decision that's best for the team. So,
1: When you look at this schedule this year, right now, five, two, and two ahead of the start of, of conference play, you previously tied 14th ranked Denver, you beat Oregon state. You've had some big wins and you've had a lot of tough opponents. Where do you feel like this team is after that gauntlet of non-con slate as you get ready for, for conference play?
3: Yeah, I think, um, you know that was one of the things coming in and you know the the group we've we've kind of talked a lot about you know I guess it's cliche because everyone kind of says it but taking each game as it comes one at a time not looking not looking backwards not looking forwards but really trying to stay in the moment um, you know and so I think that's one of the, the things the group has been great on and um, you know we've played some tough opponents but you know, I think now it's, all right, how do we learn and how do we improve and what can we con- control as well as a group? So.
1: When you look at the start of conference play, you look at, you have Utah Valley, then Air Force at home, then you hit the road to play Grand Canyon, a pretty tough three game game stretch out of the bat. What are you looking forward uh, from your team most in that three game stretch to, to start conference play off on the right foot?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, right now we're just focused on the game on Thursday and, and just making sure that we're prepared and uh, making sure everyone understands the responsibilities for the game and and what we're trying to do. Um, you know, there there's no easy game in the whack. I think that's, you know, we've been in the conference long enough that, you know, any team can beat any team. And, you know, I think that's what we're really stressing to the group that, um this game on thursday is is going to be a very hard opponent and um they do a lot of great stuff so yeah.
1: how important is that home field advantage for the first two matches at least
3: yeah no it's great to great to be at home i mean we just basically started school so you know it's great to have the guys you know at home so they can attend class and um you know i think that's a that's a big part with the beginning of school if you're traveling a lot, it always makes it a little bit more difficult.
1: Can't miss the first week of school. It's
3: just
1: (laughs) just not allowed. (laughs) A lot of big storyline when we looked at this team last year and this year was just a lot of injuries last year and and really uh, took a toll on the team as it head into that late season. and And the, uh, conference tournament this year with a lot of those guys back healthy and ready to go what's the biggest difference you've seen in this team from last year to this year with those playmakers on the field
3: yeah I think you know it's it's been great to to kind of be healthy I guess we still have some injuries and so just like any other team and I think it's more of um making sure that guys are ready to step in when their number's called. And I think there's a, there's a huge trust factor within the team that, you know, anyone can step on and anyone can do the job and making sure that they're ready um, and that they're mentally prepared, not only physically, but mentally as well to come in and help the team be successful. So I think those are the things that we're really trying to stress um, to the group and just making sure that, you know what, your number could be called at any time. And those are the times where, you have that opportunity to come on and and help the team so
1: you have a guy like James Morris on the squad a veteran six goals three assists already and and thank you for allowing him to speak with us last week ahead of a game day I think you were playing Loyola Marymount and he showed us the beach you guys were on before uh, getting ready to take the field what impact does he have on, on this team when you have a guy that can be able to close out in front of the net and put balls away
3: Yeah, no, I mean, James has been great. He's been here. um, He knows the program inside and out. You know, he knows what we want um, as a coaching staff as well. I think, you know, for him, the the leadership that he's brought this year has been his biggest attribute. I know, you know, goals and assist, but, you know, how he how he's able to to help his teammates and how he's able to be a leader um, and to hold the players to the high standard that we expect. And so, um, you know, that goes in part with how he's doing on the field as well. So I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand in terms of that. So.
1: I always like to ask about the goalkeeper as a former goalkeeper <laughs> myself, Charles <laughs> Lampier in the net. How well have you liked the way that he's been commanding the defensive line and being able to to place players where they need to be with having that vision of the field from the back?
3: Yeah. Charlie's Charlie's worked extremely hard. Um, you know, he's, he got a lot of confidence playing this summer in the, in the USL two, And, you know, we've, we've kind of gone back and forth on goalkeepers and, um, you know, both of them understand that it's a competition and, you know, Charlie um, made some, some really big saves for us in, uh, in the Washington game. And um, I think, you know, he's, he's improving and I think um, his confidence is high after that as well. And, Um, You know, he's been, he's been great. Brady's been great. I think we're lucky to have two, uh, two number ones. So,
1: Absolutely. And I asked James Morris this, so I'm going to ask you about what you think the identity, if you had to pick a word, the identity of this squad. Tough one.
3: You know, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely resilience um in or resilient I guess that's what he
1: said (laughs) Uh,
3: perfect (laughs) I guess we're on the same page then there we go so um I you know there's times everything's not going to go right in a season and um you know we've kind of talked about all right you can't get too high you can't get too low um you know you have to really focus on in the moment and Um, what you're doing at that time. And so, um, you know, we came back, I think Washington tied it up twice, you know, and so, you know, you could have dropped your head, you could have done this, you know, even after the Denver game, we could have walked out of there with, you know, they score in the last minute. Was there disappointment? Sure. But I think they were already on to the the next game. And so I think those are the things where, um, you know, this group is is gritty that you know they're they don't let things get to them as much um and kind of we try to keep them just focused on what they're doing and in that moment
1: well coach thank you so much for giving us a little bit insight on your men's soccer program that's nate dalagon head women or head men's excuse me soccer coach over at seattle u Thank you so much. Good luck this weekend as you take on Utah Valley in your first conference matchup. That game can be viewed on ESPN+. Thank you all for listening to the WAC Podcast.